and uh, that'll be great. Yeah, we're ready to do this. 7.25 p.m. Whoever I was then, I can't ever be again. What's up, everybody? Hello. I hate that I just said that. Yeah, yeah. me too. I really hate the way I do a lot of things. It's me too. Uh, another week for recording. Hello, how are you? I'm doing well. Were you talking to me or the listener? Whoever. You. I guess. We'll give the listener a moment to chime in. How are you? Uh-huh. But how are you? Good to hear it. I'm feeling weird and shitty. Thank you very much for asking. I know. You've been talking about it all day. Uh, there's a tone <laughs> there. <laughs> no. How, how's that working? It's fine. <laughs> how did I describe it earlier? I just said I... F- you, you said you felt like you just woke out of a coma and you don't know who you are or where you are. Is that... That's what I was going to keep private. <laughs> I am I said I feel blank. Oh, well, yeah. This is my big complaint always to you is that I will be super motivated and driven or focused on something for like two weeks straight and then all of a sudden all okay, my listen, interests and desires will go away. when he can't decide on a movie to pick. That's that's so just scratching for, the surface, though. I know, but I'm trying to let everybody know, like... Oh, how it pathetic it really trans- is. No, how it transfers to, like, everything. Yeah, um, with just, like, things I want to do or achieve like you'll or beat accomplish. yourself up because you don't know what movie you want to pick. Or, like, if you end up watching a movie that you didn't want to watch, you'll say it. So many times. Really didn't want to be watching this right now. <laughs> but he's not, it's not like we're watching a movie together and, and I picked a movie he didn't want to watch. He picked a movie to watch for himself on the laptop, but then he'll just keep complaining to himself that he didn't hey, want to Thanks for watch joining it. us this week. That's going to be it. And uh, drive safe. <laughs> Sorry. I know, it's stupid. I think the other day I said, I've watched every movie I, I want to watch. And, and I said, let's watch Cobra Kai. And I said, not on your life. And you watched it a little bit. I saw I saw a bit of it, yeah. Yeah. But I have a, like a hundred movies on a list of movies I know I should want to watch, but I just don't. Anyway, should, I'm talking short. more about like well, let everybody that I was know. interested in. Okay, listen, it's I know what I now pronounce you mom and dad podcast. We're back for another episode. And I got to say, we're doing it. We are recording, yes. We don't have anything to talk about. Sorry. And that's usually where we start. Right. So it's been going fine so far. So far, so good. What are we doing today? Today, we haven't done much of anything. Tomorrow, you are staying home from work tomorrow. Oh, shit. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, you and have the next to have day. A, you have to have a COVID test tomorrow. He's That's not right. sick with COVID, but he has to have a procedure done at a hospital on Tuesday. Um, and they require you to get that test beforehand. And I am not jealous of you <laughs> because it looks like they shove it way up there. No, but now it's the reason I can do it the day before is because now it is a cheek swab. It, so it's not in the nose? No. What? I'm pretty sure it's not in the nose anymore. Oh, wow. Most of them now are, they do the both cheeks and they do the roof of your mouth. 
Oh, interesting. And it's rapid testing, so you'll find out same day. You don't have it. I guess if I'm sitting in my car and uh, a foot-long Q-tip goes up my nose, I'll know that I'm wrong. <laughs> but, exactly. Uh, that is because the day after that... Oh, I didn't know you were going to get into that. I have to have... What do you call it? An endoscopy? And a colonoscopy. So... So, cameras, and I don't envy you for that either. Cameras in both ends. Thank you. <laughs> um, anyway. Just and uh, that'll be great. I have to drive you there and I have to pick you up and take you home because you'll, you're going to be put under. Sometimes yeah. they don't put you completely under, especially for like the endoscopy. But I think since you're having the colonoscopy, they, they put you completely under. I don't know. I don't know how it works. You're, I don't know either. Usually, this is not the age to get that kind of stuff done, but you have stomach issues that have been bothering you for a thousand years. So Yeah. Being, finally being proactive about a 15-year issue that I was hoping would just go away instead of get worse like it has, and now we're at the breaking point. So, dealing with that, and you guys wanted to know. So And you did. Yeah. And they're worried about you, and you're going to be fine. Don't even worry certain. about it. That's true. Okay, so listen, we need to Recap. go back on a couple things from last week, right? We promised. Last week, we did talk about brain trauma and how we were going to get a little bit deeper into that. You kind of blamed me that I didn't tell you about it beforehand, but that's what you wanted. So. Wasn't my intention, but if you took it that <laughs> way because of a guilty conscience, you can do what you want. No, I... um. I still didn't have much time to think about it, but I did on like a oh lunch break God. a few times. Hey, I got some information, okay? First of all, there is one more thing. Okay. And I remember there was a, what what are they called when it's like fight or flight? Those are like responses to whatever. Fight or flight. And there's also freeze, which is obviously self-explanatory. Yes. You, you freeze up. People say, oh, I just freeze up. That's you, obviously. You, you freeze, your body temperature drops below 20. you you freeze your <laughs> self for 30 years and then you thaw out in the 90s um and oh. your name's austin powers yep exactly okay so freeze yes and okay i knew there was a fourth one but i didn't know what it was and i looked it up and i found it so i'm gonna read what those what that fourth one is now read it please so we have flight, which is obviously to run or escape from traumatic or uh, threatening situation. That's what I do. I run. I sprint. I will be gone. Fight, which is obviously to engage and try to f- fight, which doesn't always, which isn't always a negative thing. That could actually probably be the best response in most cases mm-hmm. to you know defend yourself or to if you see like something crazy happening and you jump into action to help somebody that's fight response then there's freeze obviously where you just kind of freeze up it's self-explanatory the fourth one by the way obviously fight or flight is not literal it could be literal but amanda (laughs) you just informed me that to make sure that that's not literal (laughs) we know that's not literal it just means like try to solve your problems or run away from your problems hey it's literally not literal literally to get in an airplane and fly away Okay, anyways, the fourth... And it doesn't literally mean to fight. No. Fourth response is the fawn response. It is a survival strategy in I'm which... I'm sorry, the what? The fawn response. Can you spell that, please? F-A-W-N. Thank you. 
And this one like perfectly describes me in a lot of ways. Okay. In most cases. The fawn response is a survival strategy in which trauma survivors avoid conflict and practice people pleasing. Hmm. I don't do that. I do that constantly. <laughs> and we can get deeper into this in a minute once I read this other one. Let's hear it. Uh, so people with a strong fawn response have difficulty standing up for themselves. Mm-hmm. Apologize when they haven't done anything wrong and try to keep the peace at the expense of their own boundaries. All that describes me for the past 20 years to a T. And I hate it. Well, you know, that's your fawn. And so that's, that's the fawn response. And, I, and the reason I am that way, well, anybody could be that way for any number of reasons. But my reasoning, I think, is because of, well, actually, that kind of d- d- describes like codependency as well. Oh, um, because and this is just a coincidence. I was listening to another podcast that was talking about codependency and not in like the cute way where like, Oh, I can't go to the store without my buddy right, or something like that. Yeah. You know, it's like when it's, when you do exactly that, you put others needs in front of yours, you apologize. You basically don't live your life. You live someone else's life. You live for someone else's life and someone else's happiness. Not the way you would like for your kids, but in an unhealthy way. Um, and I have, I I was listening to something too today that was talking about codependency actually. Oh really? And, uh, yeah, he was saying that him and his husband, they were very codependent on each other in the beginning to the point that it wasn't healthy. Like the mentality was kind of like, I can't live without you type of a thing to where Mm -hmm. it gets very codependent and, um, extreme reliant to the point where it's just not healthy. You're you know? not living a life. Right. Really. Yeah. It's, it's the whole, like you complete me thing, which is like, yes. that's actually not good. Right. You should be a whole person. Yeah, exactly. Separate. Who's chooses to live a life with another whole person. Mm-hmm. You should not be completing each other. Right. And I think we were like that. Sure. At some points like codependent and we're like, well, I can't do this unless they're doing it too. Or I, they can't, I don't want them to do that unless I can do it too. I don't remember specifics, but it just felt like that, that way for a little bit. You. Fine. Anyway, like the codependency, I which mean, goes. And if you want to, sometimes I am still codependent on you a lot just because of the anxiety thing. I'm still trying to like get over with like the car issue. I think that is, yes, but that is like. Not the most. I don't want that though. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's more of just like dependent on for things of that nature. Yeah. I think codependency kind of, I know it sounds like the same thing, but it doesn't have to be you. Right. But in like the deepest, most unhealthy way of codependency is where, like I said, you don't, you're not living your life. Mm -hmm. You're basically living a life for someone else's benefit. So like, obviously people pleasing you know it's another way to describe that and constantly apologizing for not being the one at fault just to keep the peace so like you don't nothing you do or think or say is because of what you want or need it's to make all the other people around you um happy so that you stay out of a con uh and i do this constantly it's like people please do what they want me to do make them think I believe what they believe, do whatever's going to make them happy. So that avoids a conflict. Cause that's the only way I know how to like, 
stay out of another traumatic situation, well, which wouldn't really be traumatic, but because if you've experienced something traumatic, especially if it's complex PTSD, which would mean it's a traumatic event over a long period of time, mm-hmm. um, it should be called chronic PTSD probably. But anyway, yeah, uh, I do that constantly. Like whatever you, whatever you need to believe that I think or whatever I need to do to make you think that there's no conflict here, I'll do. Even if I'm furious with you, I'll make you think that everything's great because I don't want to get back in that. Mm-hmm. You do. Yeah, I'm, I'm very much, I used to think it was a virtue or like a maturity thing or like I'm so above right. drama that like I don't care if I, I make you believe or if I let you think that I agree with you if it gets us out of the situation. Mm-hmm. But really it's just avoidant and it's... Well, it's, I would tell you that all the time yeah. with certain people. I'm like, why didn't you? It's the fawn and and well, it's the fawn response for certain, and it's also uh, I don't know. I guess it's just the fawn response in all situations. So it was really just being avoidant of conflict, or so afraid of a conflict based on past conflicts that ended up being traumatic events for me. Anyway. Blah, blah, blah. Um, the codependency thing, you always, you are always the doormat in any situation. You don't ask for what you want or for what you need. Or you don't make it known. Mm-hmm. You figure out what the other person needs. So you become that for them mm-hmm. so that they can always be happy so that it kind of keeps, like I said, conflict out and it keeps peace. Even though you're not happy, you don't have inner peace like externally there's peace so you've sacrificed basically your own life and who you are and everything about you so that others around you can just basically so this your surroundings can be peaceful Mm -hmm. and you you sacrifice a life that way and then the worst thing is that you resent the person after for having having to do that which is like it's not the other person's fault it's your choice to live that way Mm -hmm. and it's definitely based on something traumatic in the past that probably had nothing to do with them, but still that's what happens. And another contributing factor to that, maybe the biggest one would be something called RTS, religious trauma syndrome. Yikes. Yes. And it, I mean, I've, I read so much about this and got like articles from friends who sent it to me who, told me who I learned on their podcast mm-hmm. uh, about a term called enmeshment, which is kind of like the same thing. You become, you kind of like lose all identity and self uh, in order to become what the per- person in front of you or the person you're around needs and wants so that they can be happy. So mm. you're I'm sacrificing not des- yourself. Yes. Yeah. I know I'm kind of repeating myself and not describing that we as well. That but all the time. So those are the determining factors of why I'm so screwed up. And that's why I wanted to bring up the fawn Ooh. response because I knew that was the one that described me the best, but mm-hmm. I couldn't remember it. And now you've had to sit through that. And I appreciate that. So give it to us again. The It's the fight or flight. Fight or flight, which is obvious, you know, like you avoid. Yes. It's um, the fight or flight. There's freeze, which is freeze, obvious. And then, and then fawn. Fawn. Which is... Well, you know what? Which is, let me read it again, because now I already forgot. 
Fawn response is a survival strategy in which trauma survivors avoid conflict and practice people-pleasing. And people with a strong fawn response have difficulty standing up for themselves. They apologize when they haven't done anything wrong and try to keep the peace at the expense of their own boundaries. That sounds like a lot of people that I know. Mm -hmm. Now, if we're going to talk more about the memory loss thing. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. I I I completely forgot. There you go. (laughs) The parts of the brain, basically, something called the hippocampus, for one. It's a, there's a significant problem. The hippocampus is responsible for regulating emotion, storing long-term memory, and sorting old and new memories. Memory loss due to hippocampus damage increases flashbacks, anxiety, and disjointed perceptions of the past, which PTSD would um, damage that part of your brain. As far as other, or sorry, including other areas of the brain that control memory and memory-making things. So it kind of like jumbles all that up and creates lost memories definitely not wanting to create memories because you don't want anything to be attached to that time frame or that traumatic thing and then anything after that is kind of avoiding making memory or it just doesn't want you to remember that traumatic event so it is um like running interference on that part of your brain and then it it ends up affecting all types of memory or uh brain functionality anyway Thank you. Goodbye. Uh, Okay. (laughs) So let's lighten it up here. And I don't even know if this is light or if it's just neutral or if it's just boring as hell. But here we go. Something I was thinking about. Boring as hell. Um, How are you with um, correcting people? Decent. Explain. You explain what you're talking about first. Do you give me hate an doing it? Do you can you do it without thinking? It depends thinking? on what it is. Like, give me an example. Are we well, talking about something food related? Or are we talking about <laughs> something that is actually oh, needs could to be, be said that well, needs to be corrected? Okay, how about if it's something like they just got the name of a song wrong, or they called somebody by the wrong name? Oh, I don't. That usually doesn't bother me. You can just be like, actually, that it was blank actually that wasn't i don't think i am i am having conversations with other people in there <laughs> so i don't have any no, okay <laughs> okay but um when i did speak to other humans let's see it didn't bother me no because you know um it didn't bother like, you to correct them or it didn't bother you that they it were didn't wrong bother me that they were wrong so well okay. but did you correct them um i have but it doesn't like bother me it's like in a joking like, oh, yeah. I've noticed you always correct people, not in a jerky way, but it's Excuse like... Excuse me? Yeah, well, if somebody says no. something and you don't agree with it, even, you're like, actually, I think it... I don't think well, that's, that's right. Not, that's not That's not correcting them on something that is actually true. You're destroying that's just my a, premise. That's just an opinion that I'm Okay, well, you're comfortable with that, too. Oh, you know it. <laughs> For example, uh, my sister's friend when we were kids thought the TLC song Creep yeah, just keep it on the down low was creeping around the mountain. <laughs> you only <laughs> And like nobody ever corrected her. <laughs> okay, like so Blake's therapist gets a lot of like names wrong and, and things like that. And I don't usually correct her because it doesn't bother me. I think it's kind of funny. But when it's like in therapy and, and sh- the kids will say something and she'll be like, oh, yeah, it's this. And it's like the wrong name. And. I'll be like, oh, yeah, it's this. And I'll like laugh. Oh, but like only a character because, name. 
I don't want the kids to think it's that because it's in therapy. Right. But typically, I like wouldn't care. It doesn't bother me. But if you want to talk about um, the reason uh, confrontation, I it. no, I don't have a problem with confrontation. I know that at all. <laughs> uh, the reason I even thought of it is, is because people at work need correcting a lot. Oh, and I okay. hate it because I know it's very important that they be corrected because if not. Every you know, it's work related, so it's it'll just make I more have work to correct it. Yes, because else. it's a it's a they have something wrong, so like it's well, going to be different. a big deal. And I am like, ugh. That's I just more try of a to find ways to type of a yes, but issue. I've always been that way, even with um, even with like friends over insignificant things. Is that related to the fawn thing that you were just think, talking about? I think is it that... is. Yes, because I'm so I'm so and I think I said this in the first or second episode we ever did like just so insecure and so certain that nobody likes me or that they're going to dislike me for like they're just waiting for like the straw to break the camel's back to like be like okay, I can't stand you anymore. Uh and I think I said something to the effect of like I can't ever be sure that you like me, but I know how to make sure you don't like me. So right. yeah, I'll just, I do remember you talking about I'll this. just like push you over the edge and be like, you hate me now, right? It's yes. Like okay, good. At least I know where we stand. Andy in the office. Yes. I can push it towards a definite answer. But anyway, I remember like with friends, they would get like a, a song lyric wrong. And I felt so... I just feel bad anytime I like make somebody feel bad or embarrassed. So I would, even though I knew they had the lyric wrong, I mm -hmm. would go, Oh man, I, I was, I'm so dumb. I had the lyrics wrong. I thought it was. And then I would say the actual, the actual lyric uh -huh. and then be like, no, actually I don't know. And I'd be like, yeah, I don't know either. I guess it doesn't matter. And then they would look it up and be like, Oh yeah, you were right. And I'd be like, Oh really? Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> because what? I didn't want to be like, you have the lyrics wrong. So I'd be like, oh. I mean, I always have the lyrics wrong. So, but instead of just saying like, oh, it's actually Creeping around the mountain, it's actually keep it on the down low. I'd be like, oh man, I'm so stupid. I've been singing the lyrics wrong the whole time. And then they, it would make them go, hmm, you know what? I think you're right. I'm like, oh, am I? I don't know. We can look it up. Oh, turns out we were both, we, neither of us knew. It's okay. Yeah. You don't like conflict at all. No. And I I've hate noticed. making people feel embarrassed or dumb or. And well, or probably I mean, most I don't, but people like, wouldn't feel dumb if you correct no, them. No, I don't right? think people would feel dumb. I think it it depends on your delivery and the approach and what if you say, uh, that's not the right freaking lyric. Like, come on, then yeah, they'd feel dumb. But the, yeah, hoops I think I the jumped delivery, <laughs> I think it's the delivery that matters. You know, I'm like always with everything. doing that, like saying, like, oh, I get, I am, I was wrong, I, and I do it at work. If mm. they some hear somebody say something that I you know that's gonna ruin this job because you have the measurement wrong or you have this information wrong, I'll be like, Oh shit, I thought it was this. My bad. And I'm like, Oh really? I'm like, Yeah. Actually maybe we should double check the paper now. Even though oh, I know great. the whole so time. Now you're gonna get fired because they always think no. you're wrong. <laughs> no, but actually you know what? No, I'm saying I have the right information, yeah. but I'm not saying you have the wrong information. I feel you. I should be like Oh, I'm I'm so sorry. I was wrong. I'm glad you told me. And then it'll put doubt in them. And then it's like, Reasonable well, let's, doubt, let's yes. double check it then. Knowing that as soon as he looks at the, the information, he's going to know. Oh, okay. okay Instead what of just about correcting with, them because it makes with, me feel weird. With food and things like that. Because you always seem, <laughs> no matter like 
Not so much anymore, but I remember it was pretty consistent. Like they would always get your order wrong with like everything. And I'm not because a picky you're not either. like a sauce person. Yeah, but I'm not like super picky. I no, just no. go no, no mayo. Yeah, no mayo or no like whatever sauce is on something. Right. And it's always <laughs> it is always there. It's Never like, have a crazy order. Some most times I'll just order things the way they are, even if I don't want them that way, because I don't want the to the hassle. hassle. Yeah, I yeah. don't want to burden the person working either. I'm putting their needs above mine. Always. So if you were in a restaurant and there's a slop of mayo on something, would you be like, I didn't I ask, eat it or, or I just it? don't eat? And listen, then you, but then you're wasting your money. Listen, I went to Del Taco the other day and I said, can I get two burritos? Because I at Del Taco or Taco Bell, all those places, I only eat like the basics. Right. So like burritos. That's it. Bean and cheese burrito. But I said, can I get two bean and cheese burritos with extra red sauce? Because wow. it just makes it taste better. And they, I always do that. I do it with okay, ke- sure. ketchup. Okay, sure. And then they gave it to me. Extra green sauce. No sauce whatsoever. No sauce. Oh, my gosh. So what did I do? Of course that I threw it in the you. trash before I left the driveway. And I went across <laughs> the street to Taco Bell and I got two burritos there. I'd already bitten into it. I'm not going to turn back around and say, you guys screwed up and gave me That's the wrong thing. That's such a waste of money, and then it's such a waste of food. It was disgusting. I wouldn't have wished that Somebody would have eaten it. Okay, well, I've thrown multiple lunches away because they got it wrong. Why aren't you finding someone that you can at least give it to? Why are you throwing it I'm away? I'm on the road. I'm driving on the freeway. Mm-hmm. So it's like, ah, oh, screw it. I just throw it down, and I'll stop at the next place two exits up and get the same thing. Sometimes I've ordered the exact same thing at another Del Taco or something up the road. Cause I don't want to be, even though they screwed up and they're inconveniencing me, I feel like I'm going to inconvenience them by telling them. So I'll just, I'm sure I will usually just choke it down. Right. And I'm not going to be the one that I know. But to me, I'm thinking like if I spent my money, you don't know. These are 99 cent burritos. Well, yeah, I know. But if you're doing that, a couple times a day? No. It's happened a couple times in my life. Okay. Well, I thought that this happens like daily or weekly. No. I mo- usually we just choke it down. I'm like, this was disgusting. I won't complain. I'd be like, Where- I said this. I'm like, okay. So, plus I've known people who worked in fast food and they said, if you ever complain or bring anything back, they will spit in your food. So, don't ever do it. I won't. I won't either. Neither will I. Okay. But what you were talking about is more... It's just avoiding of conflict and thinking that exactly it's, it's the my conflict. Yes, and it's putting that person's needs it's in front not of mine. Nece- it's not necessarily correcting. It's the conflict that right. you don't like. But if correcting is one example, and then that's correcting them. If I said, "Hey, I actually ordered this, and you get it did it wrong," now I'm putting. I all I feel like is like I'm the jerk. Sometimes you got to be the jerk. Fawn, fawn response. Okay, like can I give you an example of something? That we got plenty to me? of time. Go ahead. Okay. So before, and I don't know if I talked about this when we were doing the podcast back when COVID first went crazy and the quarantine and everything, but, um, two days before the school shutdown, I called Blake's school to take her out and let them know, like, she's not going to be coming in Thursday or Friday, um, because this virus thing seems like it's getting a little bit crazy. The person at the front desk was very annoyed with me, um, kind of brushed the whole thing off like it was no big deal, basically said like... Um, Acting like you were overreacting. Yes, and my whole thing was like, 
I don't know if I want her to be coming back right now because everything is so insane. And she basically said, um, you know, if she doesn't, she's going to be in trouble because it's going to be uh, absences and then we're going to have to like right. report it and all this stuff. And so I got pissed and then I said, please have the principal call me because I need to talk to somebody. I need to figure out what's going on. What are what does the school have um, in place of if something happens? Like, what's the plan? And she would not tell me like anything. She basically said, this is no big deal, yada, yada. The principal called me later on that day and he didn't let me get a word in because he was basically reading from a script. Right. Um, which is fine. And it, and it basically was the same thing that she was saying. Uh, it's not a big deal. You know, we're working with the health department in this and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we expect if we did have to close, it would just be for a couple of days and whatever, whatever. And so I'm still like, well, it doesn't matter to me what they say, because I know that I'm not going to let her go anyways. And let's see. That was on Wednesday, and Thursday, school was still in session, and then that Friday, so Thursday night, they said, we're shutting the school down. Right. And the school's been closed ever since. Mm -hmm. And um, about a week ago, I uh, had to go down to um, Blake's school to give them a letter of intent, because we are homeschooling this coming year privately, and I had already enrolled her. And if your kid in California is already enrolled in school and you want to take them out, you have to send the school a letter of intent, um, you know, that you want to be homeschooling yourself. It's just so you don't get in trouble so they kind of know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And the lady at the front desk, she, we, we don't know each other, but, you know, I've seen her before when I've picked up Blake early from class. I have to sign her out, whatever. Anyways, I give her the letter. She's making a copy and... I'm letting her know that we're going to be homeschooling and stuff. And then before she gives me the paper, she's like, I just want to let you know when you called that time back in March, um, she's like, I was really like rude to you. And I'm just so sorry. I thought about, I've thought about it like a few times this, like during this whole thing. And she's like, we had just gotten out of a meeting um, for the virus, like with the school board or something like that to, And they kind of like gave us the play-by-play of what to say. And you were the first person to call about it. And there were a few parents after you that called. Um, So she's like, I just handled it wrong. And And she's like, and of course, basically the next day the school shut down. So she was like, I felt terrible. And I, it totally like took me back because I was shocked. I, I didn't know what to say. I was like, oh my, it's, fine like right. you hadn't thought about I, it I all. hadn't thought about it at the time I was pissed because I just felt like the school was didn't care this story is garbage no, it's a good story actually anyways um I just said it's no big deal I'm paranoid anyway so it didn't matter what they said I, I was gonna take her out but it had been, it's been five months and she's yeah. still thinking about that then it made me feel bad like oh no was I kind of like a dick but mm. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> that, I remember, I'm just saying I'm I'm not a person that runs away from conflict, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Sometimes it's a bad thing because, uh, well, for obvious reasons, right? 
but when keeping it real goes wrong, I, you're yeah, screwed. I don't have a problem with um with conflict, and it has gotten me into trouble. I think I've said this before too. You know? It's, oh yeah, yeah. Of course. Um, I was upset that they were basically trying to talk down. That was to just you. my example of conflict and how I don't really have a problem with it. They were trying to push back at me with you know saying that she needed to be in there and i was basically saying well no she's not going mm-hmm. to she's my kid like with all due respect um you don't care about the kids like right. the parents do <laughs> sorry you just don't and you're just following like you're just being a business uh company man at, at that point you're just following right. what they tell you to say and you're not thinking about if it's actually right or wrong that's what it upset me is that they were trying to talk down to you and act like you're being paranoid and overreacting, knowing damn well they're going to shut the school down the next day. Right. And like worst case scenario, I was just paranoid and it was nothing, you know, like, my right uh, then. Right. Exactly. Like it, it, the whole thing was ridiculous and I was kind of pissed for a few days and I, I'm sure I brought it up several times randomly to you, but I don't really remember that. I, I just remember the one time you telling me what happened, but uh, I I do this a lot, but uh, and that's just like to just you know fill space while I'm trying to gather my thoughts. Sure. I wish I was more like that to an extent because to an extent I'm never I never say what I'm really thinking or my true feelings or it, it, expressing it can my anger. A lot of awkwardness and weirdness, and you know that's not necessarily a good so thing. I just so wish I just didn't give a fuck. My friend was that way. An old friend. He just. He didn't really seem to ever like live in reality, but <laughs> nothing scared him or embarrassed him or like everything was just like a cosmic joke, you know? Right. So no matter what. And I I loved that, that he could just like, well, I would do it too. Just like make jokes no matter what the severity of the situation was. And that wasn't to like belittle the serious no. or how serious this, the, the, the moment was, was right. but it's like, no matter what, like, we're just specks on a rock in space, you know, like, you know, nothing's that severe. No. I mean, obviously some things are, but we were never in that situation. Um, I'm talking about like reverence to things like he was not down for that and I wasn't either. And I followed his cue to be like, we can just laugh at this. It's not a big deal. But I think the reason I, I never like, you'll never, uh, uh, a stranger or just an acquaintance will never get like a true response from me. I'm constantly performing what I think they want me to. And I think that again goes back to, I know I'm harping on this a lot, but like the religious trauma stuff, because when you grow up and like you're taught from the very beginning that you're inherently bad and yeah. you're taught, tra- you're, you're taught. You're, You're taught, taught to never trust your own thoughts or feelings because you never know if they're being like corrupted by something, some evil spiritual force. So to like enter in a conflict with somebody or like say, no, I don't agree with that requires confidence in what you think and believe and mm-hmm. what you're saying. And I always feel like, well, if this person thinks the opposite of me, then it's probably me who's wrong or I still think I'm right, but I'm afraid or embarrassed to say what I think because they might be able to prove me wrong. So even if I do think that they're wrong, I think, well, they're going to have some comeback that's going to be stronger than what I say, and I won't have something to defend myself. Or 
if I go down this road, maybe they will prove to me that I am wrong. I mean, and I'm just always if if that I'm, happened, then it happened. Yeah, you but just kind of have to accept. Like, I'm just oh, maybe I am always assuming that I'm the dumbest one in the room mm. and that I've got the wrong information and <laughs> that I'm going to be made a fool of or that I don't have the right to speak up or that just I can't trust what I'm just never being feeling like the confidence to speak up or, and also being terrified of a, uh, a conflict with right. people because of like, I'm not prepared or that every, what I grew up in was just like, you're always supposed to submit to everyone else and you're never right. Whoa. Well, I always know that I'm the dumbest idiot in the room and I <laughs> have no problem <laughs> spouting my shit out hey. there. I don't have anything to back it up. I know it's not correct, and I will do it anyway. <laughs> no, I'm right. just kidding. Uh, I'm trying to think of another example. There's just too many. I mean, I don't really go out of my way to do that. No, but like, everybody disagrees or like says yeah. their true opinion or feelings on something or expresses their emotions. If they're feeling angry, they show it. And I don't ever do that. Do you remember when men's warehouse when we got married? I do remember that. Is this a new topic? Well, this is about conflict. Okay, go. Do you, I'm seeing if you actually know what I'm talking about. I don't know what you're talking about, but I do remember when we got married, oh. um, being uninformed that the only way to have a wedding is to get a suit or a tux, well, we and it can only be before. from men's warehouse. Right. We talked about this before, how we didn't, weddings weren't like how they are now back then they were they didn't they want to like tailor that. my pants okay his pants were the baggiest pants you've ever seen in your friggin' life it was insane but anyways it was men's warehouse and they quoted us one price for like tuxes and um your sisters oh, were with sheesh. us because we were all trying now. on the stuff yeah and they're your brother-in-law and and everything so um and they they quoted us one thing, Great and then when we went to pick everything up, um, it was much. It, the price was much higher, and I was like, "No, no," but uh, nothing came of that. <laughs> I think they still had to pay the price, but I like had to let them know, like, that's not what we discussed. This is not right. Um, it was basically like, okay, we screwed up quoting you. That's not the price. And we can't give it to you for that price because it's just, it was but a it was like mistake. the reason why we came here is because of the price. Really? I guess I didn't know of another option. Well, I mean, if, if we needed another option, I'm sure we could have found one. Friar Tux. They would have done the same thing. Is that a real place or is that yeah, something that's where most in a story, get. storybook movie? Both. Friar Tuck is from Robin Hood, but they're, okay. what the, the biggest local like tuxedo suit rental place is Friar, Friar Tux in Orange County. Never heard of it. Everyone else got their tuxes from Friar Tux. I've only heard of Men's Warehouse. It, yeah, you, you guys have just gone to like a J.C. Penny and I had, gotten just like a. We suit. had no idea. For yeah, one, I'm just saying, we had people you who have done that. we had people who were older than us who were in the wedding. I got my dress at David's bridal. That. If you're not around the area and you're like, what the fuck is a David's Bridal? It's like the most basic place where you can get your dress. But I will say the dress was on sale. It was like 200 bucks. And uh, I went with it. 
And I regret it because I don't like it. I think everybody regrets their wedding dress because it's whatever's trending at the time and trends don't stay. I know, but I guess because looking back, like I would have done everything differently. And we've said this a thousand times. I've said this a thousand times and I'll say it a thousand more times because it, it really made me angry. I would have had a different dress. I would have done hair differently, makeup, everything. I would have looked more like myself than somebody different. I personally thought the hair and makeup looked incredible, and I loved it. Hmm, thank you. Where'd you get the rings? (laughs) Benbridge. Where did we get the rings? No idea. Um, Actually, I got your ring made. Um, from a jeweler. Yeah, from a, a local jeweler. Local jeweler. Here. But both of our moms gave us stones. I don't really remember some yes. some jewelry. Yes, to like have to be used to make a new one or traded in for like the one that you really wanted, and they couldn't. I, look, do I didn't want anything. We weren't even really talking about rings. You showed me one picture, of? and you're like, "This one's fine." And the, so I showed it to the jeweler, and he said, "Okay, yeah, we can do that." Okay, but the thing is, is like we weren't even really talking about getting married like that. I don't really remember talking about the anything talk really was like, like that. It was like you I, want to be left alone. The let's thing get married. is, it's like we never <laughs> even had to say we we were gonna get married or like. Is this something that you want to oh, do? I yeah. think it was just like the question was just the formality. Like, oh, we got I got to propose to you because we're gonna get married, right? So let's just do the proposal really quick because we you have to do that, and then you have to have a wedding before oh, they'll let you, you be married. Oh, but you did ask so. my you did go to my parents' house though, right? Yeah, and that was out of respect to them because I know a lot of people think it's very disrespectful if you don't ask for. It. But my father does not own me. Well, no, nobody but, owns anybody, uh, but it's just a tradition. <laughs> just make that clear. It's just a tradition. No, I know. But uh, yeah, so we did that with the rings. And um, yeah, we've already talked about the engagement and how I was in a terrible mood. But listen, Men's Warehouse, back to that men's story. Men's Warehouse. You were going off on these girls. No, I was not going off. And I was, I was feeling terrible. Okay, I was not going off. I'm about to go off right now. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. But I wasn't going off. I think I was just um, kind of a little bit heated because we had everybody there for us, there with us at that time, like your sisters, and they were all going to pay for the stuff, and they didn't have a ton of money. No. So we were banking on this one set price because we didn't want to have... You know, no one really wants to be in a wedding and have to pay for all this shit. Mm -hmm. I mean, they want to be there for you and support you and all of that, but no one wants to pay. I mean, I I wouldn't want to either. Everything is so freaking expensive. So it's like had to pay for the two like uh, ring bearers and then the suit to be in the wedding and then the couple of suits and it's just it added up. So it was like so frustrating because it was this price and then it got changed and then uh the raging bitch came out no (laughs) just kidding oh i'm a really nice person yes uh listen what hey we're keeping it going what else you got sorry this is garbage (laughs) just kidding um I did see on um, Instagram that we have been doing this for one year. Well, we did the first one a year ago. Well, I mean, 
We did it kind of consistently for a little while. How many months did we take off, though? Few. Mm. Okay, I'll come back here in three months and then say we've been doing it for a year. Well, fuck off. No, we have. We did start it a year ago, and um, that's it. You ruined it. my bit. Well, let's talk about phone usage. Okay, what do you want to know? Well, where do you stand on it? I know it's um, everybody's go-to thing. It's like, I got to be off my phone more. Or, yeah. You know, I got to put the phone away. I got to put the phone down. Waste my whole day on the phone. But um, true, you do waste your whole day on your phone. and You spend too much time on it. But why is the phone so bad but spending all your time reading a book? Okay, or like what? I think if it's not the phone, it's going to be something else, I right? I think because what you're looking at on the phone is not, it's not going to be a book that is like giving you, I guess, knowledge, quote unquote, unless you're constantly looking for things. So like what knowledge Googling. am I getting from, say, the Twilight series? Well, you're, you're finding out that it's garbage. Well, I'm sure it was For a good time. Thing. Hey, you know, no, we went and saw... It was not good. You, you liked it in the beginning. I did not. Why'd you read all the books? Because I had, I have this thing, like, if I start something, I have to finish it. Well, I liked the movies. I mean, I, I did not think they were good, but I liked the movies. The main character, so I did Her not Her name's like Kristen them. Stewart, and you, okay. you're not alone. I know I'm not alone. Most people cannot. Uh, I remember we like we went and saw the the first movie together on like Thanksgiving weekend or something. That was fun. Sure, a movie experience is fun. I miss theaters. I can tell you that. I do too. I really do. Um. So, but with the phone, you know, like I. I think because people are going to be on TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat. They're they're not really being productive. They're not being productive. I mean, I guess you are depending on what your business is. If you make money that way, then you have to be on it. My thing is like, yeah, it's not productive, but honestly, it's more it's more an issue of with the user than the phone. Like you can be doing you can be reading the New York Times on your phone. And people say, put your phone away. And if you have the New York Times in your hand, you're like, oh, look at this, staying informed. There's something about the physical. It's something about it being a gadget that people think you're just like playing video games all day long. So I don't think it's, for me, it's not, the phone is not an issue. It's the user. And uh, our, our true, like what we really desire is, is accessible on the phone. So it's not the phone's fault. I mean, it's the user, myself included. Like, if it wasn't the phone, I'd be getting the same uh, stimulation from something else. I probably wouldn't be reading War and Peace. I'd probably be reading Us Weekly. The thing is, is I think the phones have made it so our... Um attention span is even less Mm -hmm. so i don't think you know i i would have been content just sitting and doing whatever but now yeah you're looking for that constant like yeah instant gratification you're looking for the instant and constant gratification you're looking for like the crazy stimulation 
where, you know, at the end of the day, it just gets to be too much. I think that's why everyone is so fucking out of it. Oh, okay. So, yeah, you're right. But I don't think the issue, again, is phone. I think the issue, again, is social media then and the way that it's set up where... Right. Uh, it's smartphones because we've had phones. Yes. But I've seen, I think it's more social media because... Well, I mean, social media comes set up with now. a smartphone. Yes, but you don't. You there are people who have smartphones who don't use social media. Who? A lot of people. Name, name them all. I don't know. Better people than me. Well. But what I'm saying is, social media with likes and comments and feedback is set us up for, and they've done research on this extensive. It's it's a dopamine rush. Right. When you see a new post, when you refresh, when you get a like, that's it sends dopamine rushing through your system so like we've we're addicted to that mm -hmm. uh shot of dopamine every time and i the the thing that it's done to me it's been detrimental to me f creatively because you know in the past before that if you wanted to if you had like a, a passion or desire to create something you had to create it yeah and then figure out ways to get it out and you had to spend the time and the hours working on it, focusing on it, um, and the pressure of like wanting to be creative and wanting your art or whatever it is to be seen and get the that dopamine from presenting it, whether it be like an art show or a, a live performance or anything, uh, you had to work on it privately and then find ways to release it out into the world. And, and then you would get that rush of, of like accomplishment, fulfillment. And it would that would drive you to do greater things, you know, to accomplish more things, to work harder on something. But now with this, instead of writing a song or an, a demo or an album, I can make up a 30-second thing on my guitar and, and record it and put it on Instagram. And it's just enough of a pressure valve, of a release of creativity, and then the the dopamine of like the likes and the comments or whatever that it keeps you from ever doing anything more than that. So instead right. of writing a song, I'm, I'm just going to write like a, a clip, a 15 second clip of a song that I can post here. And then I'm going to get the instant gratification again mm -hmm. from likes and views. And then I'm done. So it's good that it's like a creative outlet for stuff, but it also keeps you, you never like finish uh, a project or like do something greater because oh I can just do this tiny little like snippet of something yeah. and get the gratification and that's enough to satisfy my creative well that's like or, what or, those or pulses those little impulses. Clips, like it's only like 12 seconds yeah so, so it's like and that keeps you instead of doing or a minute something better like I'm always complaining about right. I just well I can get the same feeling from doing just a little tiny thing right now and getting it out there immediately. And in 10 seconds, you have a few likes and that satiates you, satiates you, whatever. And you feel good and you can go about your day. Whereas before you had that, you had to grind on, you know, and like dedicate time and it would build and build and build. Like I want this, I want to make this thing and get it out. And now it's like, I can just fart around on this thing for 10 minutes and then now I've already got that and then it keeps you from maybe accomplishing something yeah I don't like and I, it sucks I definitely would um as I'm on my phone right now but I'm setting an alarm I would rather I would start help me 
<laughs> I don't know where we're going. I I I don't want to be on the phone as much, and I almost hate that. Like my business depends on the social media aspect and creating all of that stuff because I truly do not like it. I don't like ha- having that. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think it's. I like seeing like the memes and the funny things and. I mm-hmm. do get sucked into it, but um, at the same time, I don't like it. And I, if I had a choice, I just wouldn't be on it altogether. Yeah. If the business could still. Well, that's keep an example. Going, but it kind of feels like there, if it's like, do you want to be in touch with what's going on in the world, or do you want to not? Because if you want to be connected to the world, this is the option. Because no, this is I mean, where I it don't, is. I don't. I would rather be connected a different way i'm saying like they don't there really aren't any other ways anymore well yeah i mean i don't need to be on instagram to be connected well that's why i'm saying i don't like the catch-all of like get off your phone it's like i could be reading a very important article on what's going on right now on my phone you don't know what the fuck i'm doing right pardon my language so i'd hate i just don't like even though i was just saying like you got to get off of it I don't like the catch-all of, like, it's the phone. It No, it's the user, and we don't have willpower to say, let me do something more productive instead of this. Instead of looking at whatever the Kardashians are doing today, why don't I read a, the New Yorker or something more productive and more... I mean, I would like to... I would like the phones to not have as much... Um, and they have Because they can that. literally do everything. So they have... One there's one called the Palm, although I think you can still have apps and stuff on there. The cool thing is this thing called the Light Phone, uh-huh. which literally uh, it allows you to listen to podcasts. Which again, that's something you could be doing on your phone. Which could be it could be a comedian screwing off, but it could be the Daily or whatever, which is like news. You don't know what people are listening Who cares? to. Yeah, it could be enriching. Who knows? But they have this thing called the Light Phone, and it allows you to listen to podcasts text and make phone calls and that's it and so you pair it to your smartphone and when you so you could like leave your smartphone at home and go out for the day with your light and it will ring and you have texts and you can listen to podcasts but you won't there's nothing else on it what's the point of having your other phone then so that you leave it at home right it's to limit it's not saying you have to never be on instagram or playing a game on your phone but if you want to take your light phone to work and leave your smartphone at home so you're not distracted by apps all day you do that but you're still texting and calling and everything well everyone is at home working right now so well let's assume that that didn't happen (laughs) you know and i'm not at home i'm still at work so they're all not well yeah but what i'm saying is that's an that's an option and i think they're like pretty expensive though like 300 bucks but it's a little phone. It looks awesome. It looks like a little calculator. It's a black and white screen. Actually, it's a grayscale screen, so it's even mm-hmm. more like muted. Text, phone calls, and it allows you to download podcasts. That's all you can do on it. And it's paired to your phone. Hey, well, everyone should buy one, and then you can still listen to this podcast if you want. Totally, and then let them know we're promoting them, and maybe... Anyway. <laughs> uh, and there's another thing that's called, it's like a cookie jar that has a, a timer and a lock on it. Oh. I've heard a lot of people do it and they'll put their phones in there. Okay, but do they like have an two... emergency something setting yes, on Yes, there is an emergency to unlock it. Oh. But it, it requires willpower to not do that. So there, right. there is an emergency thing, but 
you could lock it in there for like six hours. But See, I'm not- I would like to just be able to leave my phone out just without having to put it somewhere in a safe or whatever and just leave it and then come back to it later. Like I almost like using my phone and then having it die and then I have to mm-hmm. have it on the charger and it's just like away so I'm yeah. more present and whatever. I don't know. I, I like the phone, but I like the phones how they were 10 years ago when they didn't have anything on them because it it allowed it made it so you know we needed to be more present it it was harder to do things and find things but it was almost i i liked it that way just because it was it, simpler for sure it was simpler but um and even in the beginning when I I would even like it to be back where like in the beginning of Instagram where those and Twitter and stuff that was like that was around the same time yes exactly. but those things were like oh when you need a little like fun break for like a little bit it yeah. was not but now everything is filtered through those apps right like, all your information mm-hmm. I mean maybe not but for me like all the information I get is through Twitter all my information right. I get from anything more like pop culture or anything really still in the world. Like I'm getting all of it through Instagram. So it was better when it was like, this is just like a thing that's not where everything's filtered through. But now it's yeah. like everything goes through these like Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. Twitter, all information gets filtered through these apps. So it's kind of like you have to be on them. Like, and there's nothing else to do now, but look at your phone. I know. Well, I like, I am so glad when we got married, phones were not a thing really i mean they were obviously we had phones but we had to bring a camera to take pictures because Mm -hmm. you couldn't take pictures on your phone because the quality was complete trash garbage there's good and bad there's good and bad it's it's i just don't like the cat i know i'm going back to this but the catch-all of the phones are the problem it's like no it's our our deepest truest desires are coming are being exposed and the phone's just holding up a mirror to us we just want to be staring at what other people are doing all day long. I don't know if when I really didn't... want to be doing that, though. Well, I think it's just... now that you've seen it, you can't look away. So it w- I guess it would have been better to never have that option. But I can't tell you how, m- how many things I've come aware of that oh, I would have never known. Yes, that's, that's one of the reasons why it's great. And I definitely wouldn't have been looking at news cycles to catch those things. Like if they had not come through Twitter or Instagram, how... We would have never found out about all the yeah. fucking despicable, corrupt shit going on. It would have just it's got almost, all swept it's, away. It's a lot. Now, that's another thing is that you got to be able to, like, turn it off. I remember the time before we, like, looked at it constantly all day long. And mm-hmm. it was, like, something you looked at, like, twice a day. And not everybody was on it, and it was just like you probably can, around when Blake was first born. Yeah, like you, you can post a picture on there. And that's it. And it now was it's strictly like you're pictures. doing everything through there, communicating yeah. through there through DMs. Mm-hmm. Everything's going through there. But yeah, like you said, you almost feel guilty for doing business on there because then it's like all tied together. I don't even. Yeah, I mean, it takes. I don't feel bad for doing that. I don't want to be doing right, it but that's I just the like way it. it's going, and that's why. I, don't really feel too bad that our kids are like tech savvy because like, well, what's the other option? Like keep them off of it. And then they, the world passes them by. It's not like they're going to go backwards technology wise. 
No, we are. It's Phones just are people have to, to get it out of their head that they're just games, basically, because it's not just games. Like, if you can't like keep up tech wise, you're almost. I mean, this is maybe the last couple of generations where there's going to be options for work that aren't related to, or that aren't going to be like through a tech thing. Like, I, my work is not, but I mean, unless you want to work manual labor, which people don't you know so yeah. like eventually it's gonna be like you don't know this shit you're screwed have we lost you i've lost me and i've lost you it's so. funny because we were not going to bring this up because i i had it written down phone usage but i couldn't <laughs> That's remember all it said. i could not remember why in the hell <laughs> i wrote it down the reason why we started talking about this is because he couldn't remember what he was writing and then i just looked up phone usage on my phone and it said the average amount of time people are on their phone are uh four hours a day okay and when i looked at mine it usually says like one i've never seen it say more than like it's never said two hours it's always been like one hour 45 minutes but that's bullshit that's what it says it's 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 fucking wrong it's broken well i'm at work most of the day so i've never checked it on the weekend Oh, okay. Well, that's But true. I've also heard, but that wouldn't make sense though, because I've heard some people complain that their numbers are really high because of some podcasts count as like being on your phone. But if you play on your on a podcast and put it in your pocket all day, that's not being on your phone. No. And definitely like my numbers would be up way higher if yeah. that was, so I don't think it's factoring that in. Because hmm. if, if it were the case, my thing would say, eight hours because I listen to a podcast basically all day long. Actually, not really now. I've kind of unfollowed a lot of the ones I used to listen to because they just got boring. And you know what? Right at this moment, everyone has been following this one. As they should. I mean, that's sound <laughs> advice and it's definitely going to put you on a, a better path. But it's been great and I appreciate it up to this point. thank you. We've been doing it for a year and now we're done. We don't have anything else to say. It definitely has gotten better, and I've gotten lazier with the editing. We don't really put any more sound clips in, I don't think, huh? No, I would torture myself over those, and they were only, like, inside jokes for me. Sharing so everybody. Well, so a lot of people liked them because they were, you know, office stuff, but... True, but, um... It's a lot of work know, for you. And it is a lot of work. It is me. a lot of work, and I don't want to do that to you. How about we wrap it up this week? Yes! Get the kids in the bath. Sure. Get them in bed, and we'll see you guys next week. We'll hear, you'll hear us next week. Okay. There it is. Bye. Bye. Bye.